<sighs> what's what's popping, panty people? Nice. Wait, let me hey, think about hotties. this. Yeah, what's your intro? Buckle up, hotties. It's time to talk some hoops. Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants with Brandon, Nate, and Jordan. What's poppin', panty people? Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants. That is Brandon Beck. He's the smart one. That's Nate Alsdurf. He's the funny one. I am Jordan Alamat. I swear sometimes. What's my bit? I also swear sometimes. I've sworn once. What's my bit, though? Uh, you are a perfect blend of the two. Uh, you're you're the host. And with the most, the host, you, with you the have most. hot takes. <laughs> okay. Spicy takes, Jordan. Yeah, well, whatever. We are Crunch Wears No Pants. Uh, we represent the hoops department at PullTabSports.com, and we are powered exclusively by Jimmy's Dips and Joe Mama's Salsa. All we eat is dip and salsa. All we do is eat, 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 dip, dip and, and salsa. salsa. Oh, yeah. That's nice. cool. <laughs> Chemistry. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Okay. So I love listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have just an electrifying show for you today. Will the vibes be discussed? Yes. Will random wolves of the week be randomized? Absolutely. And we'll even talk about villains today. But first, icebreaker question. Brandon, take it over. Hit us. All right. I've got an icebreaker question for you guys. Break that ice. I don't know if I don't know if Durf's gonna be as excited about this one. Wow. This one's really geared towards you, Jelly. Ostracized. Oh, break over my eyes. Okay. So. Coming out this year, come Disney Plus. Oh, Ahsoka. So <gasps> we did the chemistry thing again. <laughs> okay. If I could guarantee for the next five years the Wolves have any playoff seed in the Western Conference, mm. but yes. the Ahsoka show is going to be terrible. Like worse than Worse Kobe. than Boba Fett. Worse than resistance, worse than Marvel's what if. <gasps> it's going to be a disaster. What seed do you need to guarantee the wolves at? There's no seed. Five years of the one seed, you wouldn't take a bad Ahsoka show? No, I need I need rings, baby. I've watched horrendous basketball, and I'll continue to watch horrendous basketball. But I, when I was a teenager, Ahsoka Tano was a teenager. When I'm an adult, she's an adult. She's tattooed on my body. She might be the single most important character in my life. Well, but so, five years of the one seed gives you a really good shot no, at championships. No, I cannot see my girl Ahsoka Tano. I just have a horrible show i would i would be derf's gonna come in so here at like sad. eight <laughs> like just get him in and that's fine derf that's your, your choices i'm no i'm not it's if i had to choose between the terminals being good or star wars being good it's star wars wow i think mostly because it's so foreign to me <laughs> i'm gonna pick the one seed because you're giving me the choice well of no just i'm saying I, okay like, you're so saying, we're like negotiating this okay, down okay yeah, like yeah. you say one seed i say okay i'll give you the two seed do you say yes Ah, uh, so yes. Durf, you're Durf in the scenario, and Beck is God. I'm just trying scenario. to get the wolves as good as I can get them. Uh, yeah, it's eight seed for me. I, I just, it's an, I, I like Ahsoka. I like Ahsoka a lot. Mm. Great character. You, I, I can you've empathize. You've seen like two episodes this of Ahsoka. Guy, no, I, this well, I know. That's what I'm saying is that I just don't have that. Like, I'm gonna be really excited when the show is good. But in this scenario, with my current brain, I'm choosing yeah, eight seed. That's fair. My my answer is four seed. If they're hosting a playoff series. Every year for five years, I would sacrifice. Hmm. The Ahsoka I forgot show. that we could also attend the game. Yeah, well, that's eh. the thing, and it's just sacrificing yeah, the Ahsoka be... show. So Mando can still be awesome. <sighs> nah, the Ahsoka... Ahsoka can still show up in other stuff and be awesome. Ahsoka is too special. I think. For me. I think we need to revisit this after season one comes out and it's awesome, and then it's like 
now it sucks season two. Like it just falls flat. Hmm. So it's like a floating thing. Because I'm not I'm not emotionally invested in this conversation. I am it's too like, emotionally invested. It's in like this. Game of Thrones, where the first like five yeah. seasons of Ahsoka rock. And then it just like falls <laughs> off. God, I would cry so bad. Well, thank you for electrifying me with my favorite character. That really just makes me no pandering. So, there so whatsoever. yeah, I can't believe though you wouldn't take five years of the one seed for I need one rings. bad season of I, Star Wars bro, television. I've had I've had fun watching a. I, I I had fun going to the games in 2013. Nothing can scare me as long as the logo stays good and the merch is fine. I'm going to be cool. Um, well, speaking of, uh, let's transition away from a galaxy far, far away, much to my chagrin. Let's talk about Timberwolves basketball, which, again, I think the vibes are just fine. But uh, we're going to talk about the vibes after we talk about a man. I'm not going to talk about James Dipperton. Jimmy's Dips, baby. When you go into Ooh. Cover High V, look for the apples. And when you do, you'll find Jimmy's Caramel Dip, right? Standard caramel or sea salt caramel. A bucket? Bucket? J- jar? No, it's not a jar. I think it's, uh, uh, I would uh, think of a bucket. Container? Yeah. It's bucket shaped with a lid. Yeah, it just doesn't have the little. <laughs> what is carrying. the word? It's like a little container. bucket. It's a it's plastic a, container. It's a tiny bucket. It's, it's a ca- quart size. Well, yeah, but that's like a bucket quart. is a container. But a container isn't necessarily a bucket. Wait, yeah. is a square a rectangle or a rectangle is a square? Uh, square is a rectangle. Let's but keep a rectangle it. Let's keep it bucket. Okay, so but is a bucket a container or is a container a bucket? A yes. bucket is a container, but a container isn't necessarily a bucket. So it's That's one of <laughs> correct. Let's keep it bucket for the tie in to basketball. Oh yeah, it's a bucket of, of Jimmy buckets. buckets. No, Jimmy's no, dips. no. <laughs> this took a bad turn. Either way, a bucket or a container, whatever you want to call it, it's going to run you about four ninety nine, and it'll be delicious. It'll be as delicious as Nas Reed's footwork. Yummy. You can really slurp taste, it up. You can really taste the footwork in the. <laughs> You need the sea salt for that one <laughs> to taste the footwork. Uh, you can dip your apples in it. You can dip your pretzels in it. Guys, guess what I dipped in it recently? A I cucumber. Don't know. No. <laughs> Graham crackers. Oh, you, that does sound good. You are so dirty. You dirty, dirty boy. Where would you get that idea? Maybe the definitely other not. five Jimmy's Dips ad reads have <laughs> done. Definitely not all the censoring that we've done in the last six episodes. No, I'm a new man. The last episode was just an hour long bleeped out. <laughs> <laughs> the intro music, a big beep, and then the show was over. Uh, okay, when you support Jimmy's, you're supporting uh, both a family business and a Minnesota company. Jimmy's is made in Stewartsville, Minnesota. Um, it's their home and they're a third generation family run business. My family hasn't even been in the country for three generations. Jimmy's Dips is more American than me. How does that make you feel, you <laughs> radical alt-right people that listen? Uh, <laughs> That took a that took just, a wild I looked turn. directly in the camera. Did you just put words in all of our audiences? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. We are the premier alt right pod of of Timberwolves. This is a dangerous soundbite to have. <laughs> yeah, oh. at least Turf that he's like talking about himself yeah, now that's, and that's not like true. putting that's this true. on you. No complaints. It's on. It's on, it's on all of us now. Oh gosh, as an entity, uh, that's going to all be deleted because they cannot be in an ad read. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm red now. Jimmy's dips. Go buy it if you don't. I don't even know what's going to happen. We'll come after you. We That was more on the rails than it's been. That Honestly, was more on the rails. Yes. I'll say, I, I'll say that it's getting narrower and narrower. Real sports journalism is dead. We only care about vibes now. How are the vibes, gentlemen? 
how are the freaking vibes? Let's talk about it. Since we last recorded, when we were all in studio, remember? Yeah, Brandon we were was all there. In studio. I was here. Dirk yeah. was there. Oh, I was definitely there, not in bed. You were so there. And everything that happened is this we beat the Clippers. When, when I say we beat someone, you guys go, yay. 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 Then, I, I hope this doesn't have to be like a permanent podcast thing. Okay, you don't like weird. it? Okay, we won't have to do it. We won't do it. <laughs> we can do it for this second, okay. though. We beat the Clippers. Yay. We beat the Rockets. Yay. We lost to the Pistons. Boo. <laughs> we beat the Suns. Yay. We beat the Cavs. Yay. And then we lost to Walker Kessler. Sad. Boo. And then we lost to the Nuggets. Boo. boo. But less boo. And then D'Angelo Russell said he was an alpha because when you're an alpha, you definitely have to say you're an alpha. Yeah. And then he also, yay. He also <laughs> said you either like... You either either make it work with me or you fuck yeah, it up. <laughs> and that's a great thing to hear from your third max player. And then Austin want. Rivers, Austin Rivers, our new competition, started a podcast. Austin, you're going down. Our friend is now our enemy. <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> and then Frank Garza tweeted at us. And now we are here on January 19th, 2023. So I posed again the question, gentlemen, how are the vibes? Nate, how are they? Talk about it. I'm going to say that the vibes are, generally speaking, pretty good mm. they're above okay but they're not good but i'm looking at the wins that we've had are quality mm -hmm. we we just played the nuggets to the very end and while it was a bad three minutes our team is deep and our back our front court is nice and my my boy, Luka Gar Luka my boy Gar Luca Garza, that I, I never once doubted, and I never sold my stock, and I've got triples of the <laughs> got, got triples of the Luca, triples of the triples Barracuda. Of um, it's fun to see our bench put yeah. out some effort. Triples of triples of the centers is good. Exactly. Yeah, we need triples. Well, the deal fell through. Quadruples, if you count. Yeah, Nate. Um, well, yeah. actually, quintuples if you count Nate. You got the Rudy Cat, oh, right, right. Nas, yeah. Luca, yeah. Nate Knight, Kyle Anderson, kind of a center. Kyle Anderson, kind of an everything. Kyle Anderson, the ideal man. Just the 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 branded the branded yeah. back thing. Uh, I will say it it feels like we're still not healthy yet, and whatever it is, what it is. But it's just fun to see the bench perform well, mm -hmm. and we've had a couple nice wins and spirited basketball. Spirited basketball. There's a there's a pulse on the court. Brandon, how are the vibes? Um, I think they're fine. Um, I might not be like as like good as Durf is saying. Um, That's okay. You know, the, something I've been kind of paying attention to outside of the the Pistons game, the last Pistons game that was like really, really bad. Um, they haven't been blown out in like a really long time. Um, they do, for better or for worse, they like play up and down to their competition. So they're like in all these games. Mm -hmm. Um on a two-game losing streak right now. They've lost a couple close ones. Uh, but those close games, those close games hurt more because of all the missed opportunity they've had in this first 40 games. Like two losses to the Pistons, two losses to the Spurs, the loss to the Hornets, losing to the Thunder earlier in the season. Like when you drop the ball on those like Literally. games that you really need like you're supposed to win when you drop the ball on those that makes these close losses hurt even more because realistically you're only gonna be 500 
in close games. I mean, like the the Vikings, we this is the yeah. classic the Vikings thing this year is they were 11 and 0 in one score games and everyone was all really excited about that. But the truth is over like a large enough sample size, it averages out. Most teams are just going to be 500 in those games. Mm-hmm. You need to like make hay in those games where you're heavily favored in. They haven't done that. And as a result, now they're just kind of like mired around 500. Um, I'd be really surprised if they went out and won tonight. Um, a lot of circumstances going against them. So Barring like a really, really good win, they're going to find themselves three games below 500 again. Um, And they just kind of seem to be kind of stuck around 500. And we have the rose-colored glasses segment later where we'll talk about how we think they kind of break out of this stuck-in 500-ness that they have. But right now, that's just kind of what it feels like. Mm -hmm. They take two steps forward, two steps back, and they are just kind of... But boy, is it fun when they're walking forward. <laughs> May I share my thoughts on the vibes? Go for it. Do it. I agree with everything you said, Brandon and Durf, but I feel very good about it. Okay. Because you can't lose by two to the Nuggets if you don't play hard and try <laughs> and have some modicum of talent. So I see these things. Now, I'll talk about this a little bit later. But like we have... Well, this is a good transition into Derek Rose colored glasses. I think I'll, I think the vibes are great. Or I think they're they're prom not great. I think they're promising and they're growing and it's exciting. Okay. So we're gonna oh yeah. I just wanna I just wanna throw yes, in sir. one last thought. Yes, sir. Is that I think the way so first off, just a general optimist, optimist prime. <laughs> um, but I think for me, the reason why the vibes are pretty good mm-hmm. is is it's like the the goal line changes throughout the season. And I'm looking at this as the window that we're in. And so like my expectation going into certain games and how they perform based on that is kind of how I'm gauging that. So like, for example, last night's game, like thinking like we're going to lose by like 50 to Denver. Yep. And so like, it's, I do totally see where you're coming from. And I agree with that, but like coming out of that and being like, okay, yeah, as the season goes, not great. But like right now, weathering the storm of some of these injuries, like it, there's a positive. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I I think my point is though, when you've dropped the ball as much as you have in yeah. these games against these bad teams, you really need to seize the opportunities you have to steal these games you're not supposed to win to just make up that ground. Mm-hmm. Um, because they played like the third easiest schedule in the NBA right now. They're two games below 500. Part of playing a really easy schedule in the first half of the season means you're going to play a really hard schedule in the second half of the season. So they're just really losing opportunity to really like cement themselves. I don't think they're a home court advantage team. I still think the West is right there for them to be 5-6. But they're losing opportunity to stay in that group. I don't think that's a bad thing. Maybe, because, well, I get what you're saying, but maybe. Wait, well, maybe. winning is nice. Winning is nice. But like, I think, well, I would love it if they won. But I see a path where it's like they sneak in. I'm not, and I'm, I've said this numerous times. So this is not new. I think they sneak in at seven or eight. And I think they are like giant slayers. Because, then you know, Cats coming back, they're going to catch a run like in April, May. Mm-hmm. And then that's they're going to heat up. And I think they could. Like, if we get if we get the Nuggets again with a healthy cat, I think we cook them. I think it's 4-0, eight sweeps the one. Um, I agree. 
Go ahead. You, you agree. Can, you you can agree. Respond. That I, will no, sweep I, the Nuggets I, as an eight I, seed. I, I just. I'm being optimistic. I don't want to. I don't want to play Nikola Jokic in the playoffs. No, I, yeah, we definitely don't. Also, he's um, a complainy boy. My lord, he is also really, really effing good. He's I, super good, and I ever. Sorry, Durf. He's I, good and whatever. Yeah, I just think I look at it more of a perspective of I, I do agree. I think you're right. I think you like you can't only take moral victories and like says who. I mean, you could. It's just like not really great fandom. Hmm. So only, I mean, I guess you're really enjoying your life because there's no, nothing yeah. bad ever happens. But I just mean like, it's I'm optimistic about how we've been playing without our best player, and we're going to get our best player back. Hmm, that's a moral victory. Sounds a lot like a moral victory. I just said not only, not strictly. Uh, well, I think we're, anyway. we're tippy toeing around optimistic territory. So I think yeah, we should yeah. move into our segment uh, called Derek Rose Colored Glasses. Don't love. Um, uh, memorializing Derek Rose, but here we are. Oh my gosh, I saw a tweet today. <laughs> yeah. Someone tweeted like a video montage of Derek Rose, and the tweet was Derek Rose has to be the most likable superstar <laughs> in NBA history. <laughs> and gosh. I was like, and then someone in quote tweeted it. They were like, this guy must have the best PR team in the world. <laughs> uh, Derek Rose colored glasses. So we've all picked out some things. Uh, that I guess could be considered positives or things. I think. Well, it's like, how do we describe this? I think it's like I was high on our call, so I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like we we've been talking about how we've been talking about how they're kind of stuck around five hundred. I think it's like ways we see them breaking through. Oh yeah, yeah. potential opportunities yeah. for them to elevate above this kind of win four in a row, lose four That's in a right. row kind of thing that they're on right now. I remember It's, it's now. like work reviews where you don't like have like what you're bad at. <laughs> it's opportunities. Yeah. Things that you can get better at. I remember now. So yeah, because like after every last Wolves Twitter, and you talked about this last pod, Brandon, Wolves Twitter is like, I'm going to jump off a bridge and <laughs> then fall into a pit of fire. It's, it's exhausting. And then like these games that they're playing without Rudy are so annoying because it's like, if they win, everyone's going to say, look how much better they are mm -hmm. without Rudy. And if they lose, they lose. <laughs> just so fits the narrative. It just, whatever it, yeah. So we're, we're turning the corner into an optimistic podcast. So we picked out some things to help them advance. And I will start because I didn't do a horror of the vibes. And this kind of this describes mm -hmm. my opinions on what I said earlier about sliding in the playoffs. Um, the injuries. Eventually, Cat will come back and eventually J-Mac come, comes back. But first, let's talk about the positives of their timeout. I know they're 10 and 11. They're below 500 without Cat. Uh, worse without J-Mac. How long ago? How long before Cat went out? Did J-Mac go out? I don't remember. I think anymore. it was. Was it, was it the same game? Behind. Was it that Charlotte game? Because J-Mac went out and then he came back and oh, played yeah. like three games. Um, yeah, that's well, Cat was out. Pacers. No, Cat, it was the Hornets game, wasn't was it? it? I thought it was, no, it was Wizards. It was Wizards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hornets and the Wizards game, that was that stretch where they blew the lead to the Hornets and then just got absolutely got decimated yes. by the Wizards. So that, and then they beat yeah. the Pacers the next game. And then, okay, so that, and the Pacers game was great, but whatever. So they get injured and things suck, but here are the positives of the timeout. The subtraction of Cat has rapidly sped up the integration of Rudy Gobert. It's made it much simpler, so that's a positive. And that'll help propel them forward in the future. Uh, the sub subtraction of Cat has led to the leap of Anthony Edwards, both in terms of performance and leadership, and also unlocked his proficiency as the primary ball handler uh, without J-Mac and uh, the fall mm -hmm. of D'Angelo Russell, which we'll Agreed. talk about later. Uh, in a catless world, Anthony Edwards is averaging 24.9 points per game, 6.4 rebounds, and 5 assists. Call me a homer, but that sounds like an all-star. I think so, too. I, I, I don't think he's, he's going to get... 
No, he won't. I think if he does get in, it'll be like because Zion Williamson doesn't play or something yeah. and there a spot opens up. But I have a hard time with how negative the sentiment around the Wolves all season has been yeah. from like a national perspective that they're going to reward them with an all-star if we're like ninth or 10th. What's, what's the voting again? It's like there's the it's fan votes. It's, it's, well, it's, that's just for starters. It's coaches oh, yeah. selection for um, the rest of the roster. And I just, I mean, historically, like it's far more likely that like Denver and Memphis get two all-stars yeah. than those teams just get one and they give one to like the nine or 10 seeds best player. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone would trade Anthony Edwards for Aaron Gordon or anything, no. but I think Aaron Gordon is going to be rewarded for being the second best player on that. a really good team. Um, I'm going to be honest. I've watched, I haven't watched that much Nuggets this year. I've watched them when they play the Wolves and I look at the stats and I see that they're good. I have watched Aaron Gordon do nothing <laughs> yes. but suck this yes. year. <laughs> He so, looks lost out there. That's a whole. That's a whole new anti-national. <laughs> we'll save that for yeah. a full pod. Yeah, I, the national media hates the wolves, and it goes back to a conspiracy. That the NBA wants us to be the punching bag because it's just easy fodder. But whatever. So that's been a good thing. We have an all-star, Anthony Edwards. I don't care what anyone says. And the subtractions of Cat and J Mac also led to productive minutes of Austin Rivers still being a rotation player. Love Austin Rivers. Nas is he Reed. playing tonight, or is he still hurt? I think he's playing tonight. Nas Reed, Luca Garza, and to lesser extents. Nate Knight, and to even lesser extent, uh, Wendell Moore Jr. has mm-hmm. gotten some shine. And while this is happening, the Wolves managed to maintain a near 500 record without Cat and J-Mac. And some of those losses include competitive L's to teams like the Nuggets like we saw yesterday. Moral victories. Moral victories. I don't want to call them competitive losses. I'm going to call them almost wins. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, get, we get like we only get like uh, like 0.9 losses for them and 0.1 wins. So yeah, those smart, really add yeah. up throughout <laughs> the year. So it's like all- soccer where they do the goal differential thing. <laughs> Well, the DVOA. Actually, the Timberwolves have a pretty terrible point differential this year, so we yeah. don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. Also to say is, yeah, the L's are frustrating, and they more often than not shoot themselves in the foot repeatedly, just unload the clip into their foot. But uh, I don't think we should let this frustration as a fan base cloud the fact that there are signs of a competitive basketball team that could be scary as a low seed come playoff times. Things have not been rosy, but the injuries have forced the team to learn some positive things. And, uh, you know, like... How to how to play with Rudy? How to reintegrate Cat and introducing a true point guard like J Mac could really um, boon the team into the next level. Which uh, brings me to Brandon, as you're going to talk about um, my favorite player who's in a tough spot in the contract year, D'Angelo well, Russell. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think your I think your rose colored glasses stuff is good. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's obviously like the optimistic view is that, but I think the pessimistic view is like possibly integrating cat back into this thing might be like harder and Mm. then they're going to stumble a little bit more. Um, But yeah, like I think the rose colored glasses view of them being like two games below 500 and we can say all we want about like we gave up too much in the trade and all that stuff. But the fact of the matter is if we had run it back and Carl Anthony Towns had missed two months of last year's team, we, this team was, would be terrible. Yep. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Use the best player by far on a team last year that won 47 games in a way more competitive Western Conference. Well, hang on, we would have had Walker Kessler, so. We would have, we actually, well, that's, yeah. If we ran ran it back this year, and we had Walker Kessler, we would be, how many games have we played this year? Uh, we're 22 and 24, I think. Okay, if we had Walker Kessler and no Rudy, we would be, let me do the math here, uh, 32 and eight. 
We would have a lot of rebounds. Well, that is some crazy math, especially <laughs> considering we've played six less games in your version. We won those games so huge, good. Huge w- wins huge. of replacement for yeah. Walker Kessler. Well, no, there. you had less games. Wait. We've played 46 games. You said 32. Oh, yeah. Eight. Some teams. We uh, would have played less games. With some Walker teams are so scared they forfeited. That's what happened. Yeah. There was a cut. This might, be a, this might actually be the Walker Kessler thing might actually be a good segue into my rose colored glasses thing, because I think there's a strong case to be made that if Walker Kessler was on this team with a different point guard, uh, there's a decent chance he wouldn't look nearly as good as he had looked with the Utah Jazz mm. and Mike Conley as their point guard. Ooh. My sign for optimism as the like number one D'Angelo Russell hater in the world is the removal of D'Angelo Russell <laughs> from this team in the next three weeks or so and replacing him with hopefully, fingers crossed, Mike Conley. Um, I don't really even know what to say anymore with D'Angelo Russell. He, I think it's really telling with D'Angelo Russell that the shooting has been terrific this year Mm -hmm. and he has still been a completely not an impactful, potentially negative player Mm -hmm. throughout most of the season. Um, The, the defense, we talk about the defense a lot. The defense is just really, really bad. Both the point of attack stuff is terrible uh, lately, the transition defense has been really, lately. really bad. I mean, like stand out, like, extra like, bad. like, yeah. like clip videos, like what the hell is going on here? Um, when he got beat down the floor after Kyle Anderson got called for a travel yesterday mm-hmm. for an easy layup, that was just like, what are you doing? Uh, you look back at like the Utah game. There was a possession in the fourth quarter. Wolves were up eight and he got beat down the floor. Off of a off of a missed three, he got beat down the floor for an alley oop layup to Oshaya Baji that cut it to six, and then like the the stuff just kind of like rolled from there. So, and I think he just like he plays at like that slow methodical pace, but all the things that the slow methodical pace thing should lead you to be like really good in the half court. All the things the Timberwolves are like really bad at are things that having a really slow, methodical point guard should fix. It's just really like not working. And then we can, we talk about like that. I'm an alpha quotes. And he's just like a painful lack of self-awareness from Mm -hmm. the guy. Um, And he's just kind of shown that he's either incapable or unwilling of effectively taking a, backseat to just these better players. Mm -hmm. And I view Mike Conley as like everything I want from a point guard. If I'm talking about guys that I think they can get in a D'Angelo Russell trade, another downside of trading all your draft picks and assets in the Rudy Gobert trade is you left yourself nothing. You did all that and you did not get rid of D'Angelo Russell. And Mm -hmm. so you're left with D'Angelo Russell. You're left with D'Angelo Russell and no real ticket off of him to significantly upgrade without, in like a Mike Conley case, taking back some bad money into next year because he is old. I think he's 35 this year, going to be 36 next year. Old, small. Looks 28. Old, small point he guards, though, age. They can age really fast. Like maybe yeah. he has the Chris Paul aging curve and he's good into his, his late 30s, but the chances are like when it falls it falls fast but he's not a 
he's not Jaden McDaniels by any means, but Mike Conley is a capable point of attack defender. This is another thing. Like, D- I, this is just turning into a huge, like, let's talk about D'Angelo more Russell. Mike Conley, less D'Angelo. Well, yeah. So, yeah. but like something Mike Conley would allow them to do that D'Angelo Russell, it kind of, they love to do, they like to do Rudy in that spy Rudy role, they call, where they, have, where they have Rudy Gobert guard the the worst offensive player on the other team against Cleveland. He guards Isaac Okoro. Against Denver, he guards Aaron Gordon. Mm-hmm. And then the Kyle Anderson takes the center. And then Rudy can just kind of roam around and block shots. They can't do that with D'Angelo Russell on the floor because those guys that Rudy Gobert guards in those situations D'Lo are the stuff. guys that D'Lo has to guard because of his if he guards a capable guy if he guards a guy on the point of attack who's capable of attacking Mm -hmm. all they got to do is like set a screen and d'angelo russell's just like shit i guess i'm out of this one it's four on five now um so mike conley um super physical he's undersized but he's still pretty quick um the shot making headband wear the shot making hasn't been um as good as D'Angelo Russell, but he's a capable knockdown shooter. If he's open, I think he's like 35% this year, but he's 38% for his career. Um, but the big thing for me with him is just kind of having an adult in the room, a veteran presence, um, a guy who's going to, like we talk a lot about like Ricky Rubio and then Patrick Beverly, like these guys being like ants guys. I think Mike Conley is the exact type of guy you want like the environment for Jaden McDaniels and Anthony Edwards and potentially Nas Reed and these young guys, I want those guys growing up in an environment with a guy like Mike Conley around compared to a guy like D'Angelo Russell around. Mm-hmm. He does have dad energy now that I think yeah. about it. He definitely exudes like NBA dad. Conley? Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. And then the uh, the last the last Mike Conley thing that I think um, is a real like boon in favor of him uh, is any other trade? So we've seen this with D'Angelo Russell, and we've heard quotes from Mike Conley and from people in Utah. Uh, learning to play with Rudy takes time. And so if you are trading D'Angelo Russell in the next two weeks, three weeks, whatever the trade deadline's like three weeks yeah, away, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. then if you're not trading for Mike Conley, who is a guy who knows how to play with Rudy Gobert, you're resetting that clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, as much as we can be frustrated around D'Angelo Russell, he's closer to knowing how to play with Rudy Gobert than if they went and traded for Kyle Lowry or John Wall or well, hey, name no. point name other point guards. John Wall would be sick. John Wall would be sick. <laughs> what? It wouldn't fit on the team, but yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be amazing. It'd be a great name to have on there. It'd be an amazing A, a Wolves name. jersey. A Wolves wall jersey would be dope. <laughs> See, now that's why you want That's why you're speaking my language, bro. John Wall would be crazy. <laughs> to lead the second unit, you can start J-Mac. You can start Austin Rivers. Point and. All right. Anyway, finish, finish but, your point. So my point, though, is so you bring in a guy who has that chemistry, who knows how to play with Rudy Gobert. You're accelerating mm-hmm. that timeline you teach both this year st- yeah. and next year. Yep. Um, so I just think I think that's the ideal fit. The the question obviously becomes it was really public knowledge during the Rudy Gobert trade negotiations that Utah doesn't want D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. So it becomes a matter of do you have to get a third team involved? The Timberwolves don't have picks to send out, but like 
maybe the Clippers really like D'Angelo Russell and it's some sort of three-team deal where he's going to the Clippers. Or maybe you're getting Miami involved and they're taking D'Angelo Russell because they're really interested Mm -hmm. in clearing that luxury tax space for next year. And maybe Utah then is motivated to like take a pick and Kyle Lowry as a way of like... Her Lowry's off the table now because Miami's like 113 of 19. Uh, well, Miami I, I, wants I to reset the, shopping him. They want to, they want, they actually want it's to trade Duncan Robinson, but there's no one's trading for Duncan. No Robinson. one wants Duncan Robinson. Um, so yeah, it, the, the trade, the trade is, is difficult. Um, but I think that's the most realistic guy yeah. that they could get that I would get excited I about. Agree. Yeah. Um, it kind of feels like your best bet is like you said, it's either, I mean, it's a three team trade, but you're going for guys that are, you're going for teams that want to clear that cap space to like go get a, a yeah, there's max not player. A clear cap space. I mean, the free agent class this next year isn't very good. It's more yeah. about getting under the luxury tax line. Yeah, true. That's Miami's motivation. They're 23 million over the luxury tax next year. If they can trade Duncan Robinson or Kyle Lowry and get an expiring contract back in their place, then they fall under that luxury tax line. They avoid the repeater tax because the yeah. way the luxury tax works is the rate goes up every year you repeat in it. So it's teams are motivated to get under it once so that they nice. can go back into it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Run it back. Yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, curious, like, mm. I mean, do you think that Utah, like, obviously it was public knowledge that they didn't want D'Lo before the season started, but seeing kind of where they are and what their ceiling is, do you think that they'd ever be interested again? How, like, I don't, I know you don't know, but speculating, do you think they would ever be interested in like, let's run it with D'Lo to the end of the year. We have picks. Like we're also trying to rebuild towards the future. I was gonna say, I don't think their motivation, I think their motivation for taking a player like D'Angelo Russell back in a trade would Mm -hmm. be, if it's a three-team scenario where they're getting picks or maybe they really like a guy like Nas Reed yeah, and that could true. be like filler. Um, I'm cynical take. Uh, the Utah Jazz didn't want to be good this year. Yeah. Um, a way to get worse would be to trade Mike Conley for D'Angelo <laughs> See, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that oh would be the Lord. elite tank. You get, you get worse and you have an expiring Trade for D'Angelo Russell and give him the keys. Yeah. My <laughs> Lord. Okay. So the, the one last thing I was going to say about that is that like we've seen this year just how much that Patrick Beverly covered up D'Lo's weaknesses on defense, like how much he helped him out. But like, I, I don't know that much about Mike Conley, but I'm trusting you in that it would be so nice just to have a player that's maybe not as good offensively, but is yeah better so, defensively. So it's like, okay, we don't need a ball-centric point guard. I would compare Mike Conley. Uh, he's a little bit bigger, but I would compare him a lot to like McLaughlin okay. defensively, yeah. where you're not going to say McLaughlin go lock up Darius Garland or mm-hmm. something, but you're not worried that you're just going to get absolutely cooked on that matchup. And teams aren't going to hunt that matchup on switches the mm-hmm. way they do with D'Angelo Russell. And Mike Conley is just going to play more physically. He's going to get up in guys. He's going to fight through screens. He's going to be way better in transition defense. And he's just, Cerebral D'Angelo Russell. He's just a much smarter basketball yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. I've been wanting Mike Conley on this team 
like for 12 years. So well, I'll yeah, take but that it. was back when Mike Conley was like awesome. Yeah, awesome but he's still Memphis. sick, and he has a, he also has a nice smile, which is a big criteria. Yeah, he's for a me. fun he's a fun yeah. player. He'd be a great purely vibes. Yeah, he would be great vibes. That's all I really need. Would. Great vibes, but great vibes in a way like. That also, I think, lead to yeah, it's better play from role to players and basketball. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, sick. What about Ricky Rubio? Can we trade for him? I We've think Ricky Rubio would be a great fit yeah. on this team, but there's no the Cavs love Ricky Rubio. And everyone laughed at me when I said, "I'm sad." Well, not, they, you, not so you guys. We're gonna no. do another like another like quick tangent hypothetical aside. Yeah. Um, I love Tori and Prince. It was I was I like that we have Tori and Prince. How much better would things have been if we had just traded D'Angelo Russell instead of Ricky Rubio two years ago? It would be amazing. Yeah. And like we had had the exact same team. We had had Ant and Cat mm-hmm. and Ricky Rubio as the point guard. And we didn't have this like $30 million albatross like turnover machine that doesn't run back on defense. Imagine mm-hmm. the gifts of Pat Bev, Ricky Rubio, and Anthony Edwards. Oh oh. Imagine the interviews. It would just be, um, your face. It'd be Once, amazing. Well, later when we get into the Wolves at 285, think how high Ricky Rubio could have climbed on that list. He's already very he high. Could have been, he could have been one. Yeah. Uh, Durf, we have to do your, we're running so long. Give us your rose yeah, color, yeah, your I'll dare try, rose I'll try color to glasses. keep it summarized. Um, yes. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great transition to uh, one of my two topics, which is better point of attack defense. Um, I don't think that this is any surprise to anybody in this room or listeners that uh, that is definitely a room for, uh, area of room for improvement. Uh, and we can get there. Um, we have some good defenders in this team. Jade McDaniels, generational defender. TP's been solid, slow-mo. Even guys like Wendell Moore who don't play often, but I mean, he definitely has shown flashes to, on the defensive end. Um, I like that guy. But the problem is, is that we don't have our guys, like the guys that make up the, like the, the your star basketball players. Uh, D'Lo being the most glaring hole, yeah. but like even Ant doesn't show up. Like he just kind of picks and chooses the games that he's going to play, like show up for Rudy. Yeah. Rudy's been hit or miss. Like he's Rudy has definitely been better. Yeah. But I think still the Rudy sp- thing is we just, if the, if the point of attack defenders were like 25% good at point of attack defense instead of 0% good. Rudy Gobert would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. But guys are just like full sprinting towards him because we just like kind of olay them to the rim. So, but yeah, so Rudy, like even Naz, when he's on the court, just needs to like buckle down. Um, But yeah, it just seems like they slow down and they're just picking and choosing like when to play defense, when to show up. But we have, right now, we have a defensive rating as a team of 114, which puts us right in the middle. We are 15 of 30 teams. And that's like without our star players showing up. And like all this to say is that there is a very high ceiling for how good we could be if just our defense, like even if just those star players start to try. Or just if yeah. Jaden McDaniels stopped like getting angry and pushing guys. Yeah, I love angry J-Mac. Can someone refresh me? Defensive writing is the points we would give up per points per one Points per, per 100 possessions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So anyway, that's all all that to say is that's with just these guys that I've like just are good defenders playing that are half of them are coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if we could just get our star players to just put in a little bit more effort, just marginal increase in defensive ability or effort, um, we could we yeah. could be a lot better as a team and win some of those close games that you're talking mm-hmm. about. I even view it more as. Because I'm just like out on the idea that D'Angelo Russell can be a capable point of attack defender. I'm hey, more rose, rose colored glasses. Yeah, so, this but is a no, positive. No, so my my rose colored glasses view isn't that like I think that's going to magically happen. Yeah. It's 
you lean more into the guys that are capable point of attack defenders. You know, maybe Torian Prince, instead of playing 25 minutes a night, plays 30 minutes a night. Maybe mm-hmm. Austin Rivers, instead of playing mm-hmm. 18 minutes a night, plays 22 minutes a night. We've so, kind of seen that shift happen in the rotations with more. DLC. Yeah, I mean, we've yeah. seen we've seen closing lineups that don't include D'Angelo Russell. And coincidentally, in those small sample sizes, those are the closing lineups that worked. I mean, he didn't close the Cleveland game uh, mm-hmm. in favor of Torian Prince, Jalen Noel, Austin Rivers, and those guys. Like even Jalen Noel, not like a world beating point of attack defender. He's pretty terrible actually, but simply by like having quicker feet than D'Angelo Russell, he's able to at least like put up a fight. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. And going back to like your effort thing and the point of attack thing, uh, I what's frustrating, and I bring this up all the time, like D'Angelo there's moments where like when he does take a back seat. We play so much better. So much better. And he, when, he, when he sprints and when he tries, it works. And he just doesn't more often than not, which is why he is my favorite player. I get, we got to get him off the team. Yeah, it's not I mean, working. I mean, I think it's well, like Cat's a, my favorite player. Probably. I think there's Whatever. like a there's like this D'Angelo Russell like mental like well, he's, he's now like al- he's an alpha. So, look, so like the cerebral thing. He's like he kind of like does these calculations. I like that this segment just turned into D'Lo again. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, but like, I'm sorry. but D'Lo is the he no, is, it, the, he is the problem of the team. He problems. is the problem. So, but he does like these calculations. It it feels like I don't have any insight into his mind, but it'll be like D'Angelo Russell never does the thing that takes a fifty percent proposition and turns it into a forty percent proposition, like. Yeah. Guy wide open in the corner, that's a 50% shot. If D'Angelo Russell closed hard, he could turn it into a 40% shot. But in his head, he's just like, it's going to go in probably. So he just like kind of mails it in. And those just kind of add up throughout the whole game. Like he doesn't get the loose balls. He doesn't close hard here and there. He doesn't sprint back because probably they're not going to throw some long outlet pass to yeah. this guy. And that adds up to six, seven, eight, nine points a game. And it just like, like I said, there, there are all these little margins, like he, the, these little margins of like 5% here, 5% there that maybe don't end up mattering in that individual play, but over these large samples, when you lose by five, yeah. yeah, he's taking these fifty percent shots and making them a sixty percent. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because yeah. he, he's making the the worst possible. This isn't very rose colored, guys. No, and so yeah, so so I think what we need to focus on is what you said, where we need to start making some of these defensive shifts, not let him close, focus on our on our good defenders, and then the people that we or the players that can actually put forth more effort, Ant, Rudy, Naz. When he plays, um, just just hustle more. You know, right. there's a reason why TP was such a huge spark. I mean, offensively, but also because defensively, he, because he gives a shit and he's it, good. Right. <laughs> exactly, and that's what and that's what defense is. It's it's giving, it really is just giving it's a shit. giving a shit, and just be a just be a nuisance and put a body on. Just somebody. try, like it's really just trying. I, yeah, <laughs> we play in our rec league. I actually play well defensively, and it's because I get annoyed. It's a one to one. I play it's a, a lot one. like D'Angelo Russell in that rec league. No, I don't close hard at all. There was a there was there was a couple of bad knee. There was a couple times where there was 50-50 balls, and I saw you just like ah, yeah, got a bad knee these days. You know, it's we're not getting paid this kind of money. This is why we are here behind the mic. Sorry, Durf. I'll just I'll do because we're running long. I'll just give my quick last uh, point, which was just 
we have it in here as have less confidence in <laughs> in themselves when they play and play hard and try to win every game. Yeah. So what this means is like stop playing to the level of your competition, playing down to your competition, I should say, because we play up against the good teams. We play, we show up against teams like Milwaukee, Cleveland and Denver. But then we just like let off the gas against teams like Detroit and Miami when they literally have no one playing. Dude. Nobody so, was playing. Man, like, it's crazy when I see, like, the Pistons on the schedule, I get scared. And when I see the Nuggets, I go, great game incoming. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's burnt in but my like, brain it, now. It's, it's this thing where it's like they decide to take their foot off the gas sometimes, like, as a microcosm in games defensively. And then just parts of the season when they're like, like, it's like when you play, when you're playing in a game and you're like, I need to catch my breath on defense so that mm-hmm. I can show up offensively. They do that for full games when they're yeah. like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have to try against Detroit. Exactly. That's they like, they like try to trade shots. And it's like, it's this thing that kind of builds up. Like the more games they win in a row, the yeah. more you're like, oh man, when are they going to be like, we finally arrived and then yeah, not give exactly. a shit. Yeah. Um, our friend Micah actually had a good joke last year before they kind of turned things around when they were like four games below 500 last year because they kept having had the same problem last year. It's kind of a characteristic of the Timberwolves for a, for a while now. Um, he was like, every time they, they need to hire a guy so that every time they win a game, when they get to the locker room, he can just remind them that they suck. Yeah. <laughs> You're not good. <laughs> like, don't rem- just remember, guys. You still suck. <laughs> it, it is. We've talked about this, but like, it's the smallest amount of success going to someone's <laughs> yeah, exactly. head. Exactly. It's like, the Jim Halford. Yeah. Ever. Exactly. Like you won one game. Don't take the second <laughs> game off. My lord. Um. All right. Let's move on because we're running a bit long. I want to skip the recap of the Wolves things bracket because you know it happened. Congrats to the yeah. playing game. Yeah, Jelly. I think the age of our voters really showed. Yeah, it really in showed. That. Um, voting the play-in game over the 0-4 conference finals run <laughs> little is pretty bit of hilarious. Recency yeah, bias. A little recency bias. But you know what? The vote is the vote. Congratulations, yeah. you, like you said, to the play-in game. Yeah. I was really hoping I – th- I wanted Glenn Taylor's lasagna. That was who I was pulling for Becky, Becky Taylor's lasagna. <laughs> yeah, Becky yeah. Taylor's lasagna. Yeah. That but was a good one. Speaking of, you know, we do lots of fun things on Twitter and on social media at No Pants Crunch. Right now we're doing the Wolves 285 where Brandon – Almost exclusively. (laughs) I offered you guys chances to review the list on multiple occasions and was met with silence. What actually happened was Beck sent us the idea at like 10.30 p.m. And then by midnight, he had like the full draft. Yeah, but I sent it to you multiple times and was like, do you guys have any thoughts? I've never read 250 words in a row, (laughs) let alone. 10.30 at night means I am stoned and i have a baby so i'm tired i'm falling asleep watching mythic quest at that time so great show i'll say again i I sent it to you on multiple occasions that's whatever so we're ranking all two and it's not all 285 players in everybody every player in wolf's history that's played one game and they are ranked so brandon there's been some twitter outcries someone going this guy's a fucking idiot. He doesn't know how to rank Wolves players. I can't believe the duty EB is the number 285. What was your methodology? Because you said it, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, so full disclosure, um, it I didn't have time to dig into like the advanced stats of all 285 players. Um, the basic methodology to get like a framework, I added points plus rebounds plus assists plus steals plus blocks. I exported the whole list of players from basketball reference, added those up, and sorted the list. And that was like my general framework Wait, I was working on. It was mm-hmm. 90 seconds of Excel work. No, that was <laughs> that was how it started. Like, you downloaded and then filtered and no. sorted. So I so then because then I sorted it, and that was like my general framework. And then I would kind of like look at it in chunks. So it would be like all the guys who only played like 
one or two games. And then I would look at their individual stat lines and sort them there. So like, that's how Will Conroy ended up last because he was 0 for 9 from the field. And funny Will Conroy caveat is when we tweeted out 200 through 285, I then thought it would be funny to quote tweet that and explain why Will Conroy was ranked last in Wolves history. So I said, coming in dead last in our rankings is Will Conroy, uh, who played in two games for the Wolves and finished 0 for 9 from the field. And uh, later that night, I opened Twitter to a notification that Will Conroy had liked that tweet. <laughs> Which is hilarious because you didn't tag him. Yeah, I like, know. He had to have searched his name or somebody sent or it to him. Or someone sent it to him, yeah. And it's so hilarious. I hope that Will Conroy wasn't offended by it. I hope he liked it because he saw it and thought it was funny. And it wasn't like his way of being like, I, I saw this shit. <laughs> you know what, Will Conroy, if you're out there, we'll give you a segment if you want to come, come on the on show. The pod. And we can talk through this and yeah. tell us why you should be. Yeah, higher. you can explain to me. There was a lot of uh there was a lot of talk about um what's his name? Adrian Payne. No, a lot no, of people there was there was a uh, one guy that really wanted Steve Johnson to be last because Steve Johnson <laughs> played four games and had six turnovers and four fouls. A fair critique. Pretty good stat line to be the worst. <laughs> um, also plainest name in history. So yeah, um, but so the thing though, there's a lot of people, we got a lot of talk when we released the bottom of the list. There was a lot of, why isn't Indy EB last? Why isn't Jarrett Culver last? Um, just like- That's, that's an emotional a, a lot of people's like, least favorite Wolves player. They're like, why isn't this guy last? Why isn't Jimmy Butler last? So the thing that you that I kind of found myself having to balance as I was like doing the rankings is trying to not let expectations yeah. compared to output oh. um, impact the rankings. So like one guy who ended up like crazy high um, compared to where I would have guessed he was going to end up is like, Chris Dunn. I was just going to say Is that. in the top 150. He he's, hasn't even, we haven't even released him yet. So Chris Dunn is in the top 150, even though like the expectations, like he was the fifth overall pick or whatever. Yeah. He still had an okay Wolves career and was like a good point of attack defender. And you really realize when you get into this, how few people have played more than like three seasons for the Wolves. Mm -hmm. um, Cause like another guy, who hasn't showed up yet? Um, it was really hard ranking Shabazz Mohammed, who is like crazy high on a lot of Wolves' all-time stats lists. Yeah, that is a definite like expectations versus like you really have to yeah. not expect or take expectations out of it. Do you guys remember my Shabazz Mohammed phase in college? I don't. You I was a Shabazz? I was a believer. This is very on brand. For I was a believer. Very on Shabazz Mohammed. I, I hated him. I couldn't stay well because I didn't like him at UCLA. And like, it was just one of those things where it was like, take whoever besides Shabazz Muhammad. I liked the number 15. I thought that was a cool that thing. Was the, that was the, we traded for him, right? We, t we had picked, we picked. Um, Shabazz Muhammad was, we, we traded Trey Burke for Trey Shabazz Burke. Muhammad yeah. and Gorgie. And Jang. I was so excited. Ooh, another we, one, Gorgie Jang. People are going to be shocked how high Gorgie Jang is. I would, I would put him pretty high. You played what, five seasons for us? Uh, Six, I think. Gorgie Jang is in the top twenty. I was, just, I, was gonna say, I mean, he was the starting center for. He's twelve. I'm predicting a few years. No, that's too high. Shit, <laughs> twelve. Um, but another <laughs> funny thing that I've noticed is like for the people that are really, really low, like Luca Garza, in the rankings is two hundred eighth. 
since we tweeted out these rankings, Luca Garza is absolutely in the two top two hundred now. <laughs> Look at my boy he's had, rise. He's had two good games. There's no way he hasn't like passed Alexi Pesharov, who's one ninety four. <laughs> With everything. Like, how high can Luca Garza climb just with each individual game? Congrats, Luca. Frankly. My boy. Man, he was throwing flames yesterday. Dude, that that three drain? He had 16 points of like, I don't how many minutes did he play? I like it a lot. 15 minutes? I like it a lot. Okay. Also to say, Wolves 285, what? I guess I'm trying to think of the, the takeaway is holy shit, we've had not had much longevity or consistency. Rigo Bears only Rigo Bears only played like 30 some games for the Wolves. He's already in the top 50. Rudy. Because that's he's my had guy. like because he's had like three 2020 games. It, having like a couple good games gets you shockingly high. Mo Williams is in the top 100 and he had one 50 point <laughs> yeah, game. I was say, I'd put him in the top <laughs> yeah. 50 just because of that game. Uh I think that Justin Patton is shockingly low. He's the only guy to have back-to-back foot uh broken feet. Justin and Patton, t- Justin Patton, one of eight Timberwolves players to only play one game. Insane. Yeah, but he's two for two on broken feet. Nobody else True. on this list has back-to-back broken remember feet. Remember when we had Justin Patton in the G League? Going to be crazy I, when he I remember. Up. I remember being optimistic about him. <laughs> Number he 24, was, he's coming. Yeah, he was, yeah. It was like, oh, is this a sneaky pick? It's like a late first round. Oh, God. Narrator voice. Pick. It was not. It was not a sneaky pick. Stinky pick or sneaky? Stinky <laughs> or sneaky? sneaky. All right. we'll, do, we'll do that after the draft this year. <laughs> Stinky or sneaky? Oh, that's good. We don't Mark have, this down. First round pick this year. Yeah, that's why st- second round picks are going to be okay. stinky or staying in the table with my knee. Um, so at No Pants Crunch on Twitter mostly is where we do uh, most of our fun things. And then at No Pants Crunch on Instagram when I remember to post. And at No Pants Crunch on TikTok when I'm inspired. Uh, last thing I want to talk about our social media. I put out a poll yesterday about if you had to trade D'Angelo Russell, who would you rather have? And these are the, I think these are almost finalized. The, the poll is Tracy McGrady now old. 2003 Tracy McGrady. Rockets T-Mac or Corey Kosky of the Minnesota Twins. Corey Kosky is the runaway winner at 54.5%. I voted for old Tracy McGrady just as a way of saying I would trade D'Angelo Russell for anything. I would not trade D'Lo for Corey Kosky because I think D'Lo could be a solid baseball player. I do not think Corey Kosky could be a good No, I think that, So I, I have the complete opposite the take. There's zero chance D'Angelo Russell could be a capable professional baseball nah, dude, player. Did you imagine how slow he'd swing the bat? Do you bat? see the video? They went and played softball. That's softball. Well, do you realize the difference between softball and professional baseball? Oh, wait, no. no. Don't, don't get back started on baseball. Wait, hang on. This is not a baseball pod. Do, do the, the Twins, who's the Minnesota team? We didn't mention anything about the Twins. You just brought up the Twins. Rent free. Rent free. Yeah. Corey Corey Kosky, whatever. Actually, you're the one that brought up the Twins with Corey Kosky. Even with the concussions, Who? I'll take Corey Kosky over D'Lo. I would, I would honestly rather get concussed again than have to think about the Minnesota Kosky Twins. Corey has like nine concussions. Yeah. Um, you know who, what has around nine flavors, give or take? Tell me, Joe Mama Salsa. Ooh. How many flavors do they have? I think they have six. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to JoeMamaSalsa.com. Roasted, gar- roasted garlic. Well, let me see. The, let me see the website. Okay, okay. mango. I'm habanero. just trying to see if I can do. I'm this just way. saying the mango, ones that you've listed in the yeah. ad reads. Before. And then they have the they have the mild, medium. I think. I guarantee you, at some point in this ad the, read, Jally's gonna say it's not too salty. I'm not gonna say that this time. There's six. Yeah, there's Let's six see flavors. Guess, see if we can guess it. This is a game. We have roasted garlic. We have uh, mango, mango habanero. habanero. No, it's pineapple mango. You already lost. Pineapple mango. Well, that was Beck's guess. Um, we we'll have run up the, on time. Let's just say the flavors. We'll cut that. So, <laughs> where was I? Run it back. The website. 
Jomamasalsa.com. J-O-M-O-M-M-A-S.com. That's where you buy the salsa. They got free shipping. Okay, you don't need to hit a minimum. You can buy one jar and they're going to eat the shipping on their end. The same way you're going to eat that salsa like a freaking madman, okay? Jomama Salsa is made in River Falls, Wisconsin. We're counting that as local, even though it's a different state. Like, what is it? Like a 30-minute drive? 40-minute drive? Wisconsin? No, River Falls. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like, like 40 30, minutes. 30, 45 minutes. Yeah, that's local to me. Uh, and also, the ingredients are locally sourced, including, you know, Minnesota sourced ingredients. I'm sure there's maybe some Dakota stuff in there. Iowa. Um, and the Jomama Salsa team is based out of Woodbury. So instead of lining the pockets of big salsa that makes the salty ketchup that you dip your freaking nasty chips in. Tomato paste based. Tomato paste based. Um, don't line the pockets of big salsa. Instead, line the pockets of our fellow Minnesotans and River Fallsians at Joe Mama Salsa. Uh, buy yours at JoeMamaSalsa.com. Remember, free shipping. My favorite's pineapple mango. What's your favorite, Durf? Uh, I go mild. Brandon, what's your favorite? Uh, the pineapple mango. Hell yeah, that's what's up. If you don't order it now, uh, Brandon and I will will order all the pineapple mango and you won't get any It'll until all gone. too late. I'm going to make the Woodbury, whatever they're doing in Woodbury, I'm going to make them work overtime. Big. The website says it's all sold out. That's like what Supreme does, wouldn't you say? <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get, into funny. Our, let's get into our Wolves Villains draft. We are drafting a team of villains, but it's not what you think. It could be a person that played for the Wolves and was antagonistic or it can be a person that antagonizes the Wolves. Did I get that right? Person plays yeah, the thing. Just like cool. a general Wolves villain. Let's so, get that randomizer going. So the team could be like, oh, you know, we have the biggest villain, right? Kevin Garnett was a villain. Paired with a, I don't know, Ed Malloy. I don't think a- Kevin Garnett is not on my board. Well, I think he, they're villains towards the wolves. But I, we, thought, I thought we were doing we, both. We, we said no stipulations. Oh, so, well. so it can be up Was to, this guy stoned if, during if anything, the meeting? <laughs> I think he's anybody. not taking your picks. Yeah. So. yeah, if you want Kevin Garnett. You're, you're going to get a better team because of it. Well, I didn't prep very well then. <laughs> you're going to take Patrick Beverly? <laughs> well, I'm going to have hey, a look. It's okay. That's all right. We, we specifically said on the call, no stipulations. Yeah, yeah we said no stipulations. I was viewing so this as guys that, I was viewing this as villains towards the wolves. Classic People as a wolf fan that here. I interpret as a villain towards me. This guy stops Patrick at Beverly every- Patrick Beverly and Kevin Garnett are heroes. They are heroes. This guy stops at every stop sign over so, here, rule followers. Which that, that's, <laughs> so that's fun. No stipulations. So it's about how we sell our picks. The teams were made of three players, two non-players, and a wild card. Wild card, Ooh. bitches. Wild card. <laughs> so um, hit that Excel spreadsheet uh randomizer okay do we want to do a, a and special sp- number special number uh yeah special number what's the what's our range one and a that one through a thousand special number is six six six. Oh, oh, that was what it was last time was it yeah no, i we'll, need to get we're new gonna bits. do 386 386 i gotta do new that's a 386 bit. is not one of the numbers I'm usually good at this <laughs> we've done it three times the first know, i've o- never got it the first overall pick me me Shit, that was you got it last time. It's a random number generator. There's like only yeah. three of them. We can't see your screen. Durf has the second overall pick. For the, for the listeners, the he just typed pick. in random numbers. I can't just showed you guys my whole big board, too, just to prove that. <laughs> Show me that scrotum. We had the exact same one. <laughs> Cut it. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Cut it. Um, that right. was dumb. Okay, well, I get to, I get to get the wraparound Get that again. good wraparound. All right. Lotion me up. The first overall pick, I I don't think I can go any other way here. I have to go with my heart, even though I don't think this is like an actual first overall pick level choice. But the man I hate more than anyone else in the world, the biggest bitch in the world, 
congratulations to Dylan Brooks, the first overall pick of the Wolves Well done, scrap. Dylan. Greasy Dylan. Dylan Brooks. <laughs> Dylan Brooks is terrible for multiple reasons. Why? One, he is just a total asshole who is trying to intentionally hurt players left and right. Punching Anthony Edwards, tripping guys. He does this against everyone. He seems to antagonize the Wolves more, most of all. The even worse part about the Wolves is Dylan Brooks sucks at basketball, but plays really well against the Wolves. Yeah. Every single time. <laughs> Dylan Brooks' career three-point percentage, if you removed his games against the Wolves, goes down by 2%. His whole career three-point percentage. Ick. <laughs> that is a wild stat. Dylan. Dylan so, Dylan, again, Dylan. greasy man. Greasy Dylan man. Brooks, Ugly. big old bitch. Slick back hair. Sloppy <laughs> for New Year's Eve. Anyway, we, this is all a like. I get what you mean. There were probably higher rankings, whatever. Dylan Brooks is the worst. Always vote your heart. Always vote yeah, your heart. Exactly. In these right. I'm, I'm glad I got Dylan Brooks. All right. All right, Durf. Durf. the board is yours. All right. I'm not going to give a full full analysis because I don't think we have time for this, but uh, I don't think I really have to explain why I'm taking Joel Embiid with my first overall pick. It's a good one. Well, no, your second overall pick. First my, round my, pick. First, my first overall pick. Okay. Yeah, That's Joel not Embiid how that works. Flopping like a fish. Just a big he just, old he's loser. just he's just the most obnoxious man. Remember when he got in the fight with Cat? I think Cat won, and Ben yeah. Simmons had that, to pull when, him it, when he put when and Cat ben, put him in the headlock. No, Ben Simmons had Cat in the headlock. Well, no, no, first Cat had had. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I wasn't saying Ben Simmons Joel. was like choking yeah, Cat yeah. out. Yeah, and then he tapped out. Classic Joel Embiid. That was nice. That is not who I would have had on. I think I had a different guy that I thought was going to go, but Joel Embiid was my was third on my board. Yeah. Are you sick of that bit? I am. <laughs> on the clock. Uh, I'm picking Ja Morant, my enemy. Nice. Oh. And my friend. I'm friends with his dad. I figured Jally was going to take Ja Morant. I did not have Ja on my board. I didn't write him down, but I, I definitely thought of him when coming <sighs> It just makes me... So here's my story with Ja Morant. When I would just see the highlights, me and my wife would go, man, Ja Morant, so cool. And then this rivalry started brewing. And we started to see how much he flopped. And we started to see how much he would complain and whine. And I thought, hey... If Cat whines and he's the worst player to ever hit the NBA court, how come people don't give that same energy to John Morant? It's because we're in a guards league and uh, John Morant's in the pocket of big basketball and the NBA is pushing the John Morant agenda and I am sick of it. I am sick of him flopping his way into a first round victory that we should have won, but he fools the refs and I cannot handle it that John Morant keeps Getting away with it. That was loud. And that's why he is my third uh, you didn't my even, third overall. You pick. didn't even touch on how terrible he is on Twitter. After, he's mad cringy on Twitter. Yeah, he's very just, cringy on Twitter. Just yep. the worst. Yep. But his dad's great. We sat next to each other in, in game six and we became fast friends. All Team right. Rant, if you're listening, you're still welcome for sushi. I hope you remember me. All right. If we want to keep this under two hours, <laughs> let's do the wrap around. All right. My wraparound pick. I got to take another player because I just don't have that many players prepared. And this one, no stipulations, right? My second player that I'm taking is D'Angelo Russell's fingers because when he tweets it's a bad time d'angelo russell when he opens the twitter app is my second pick because when he tweets nothing good happens hey world i'm shopping you can just have d'angelo russell no i only want to <laughs> just the fingers i only he's want his villain. hands i only want his nice moisturized little hands he's an alpha though it's good you have some leadership <laughs> on your team too <laughs> just your finger, just the fingers though so i got Ja and the basketball terrorist d'angelo russell as a middle eastern person i have to take the basketball terrorist 
I didn't have D'Angelo Russell on my board just it's because I didn't want to. I, I laughed, Thanks, but I, I, I thought he was about to jump in. His, I, did, I didn't want to further my D'Angelo Russell hate on this show. That's, I've that's said true. enough that's terrible that's things. Ha, ha, he, he, Jordan's jokes. <gasps> Durf things. All, All right. right. Durf, your pick. No. Wait. I thought you. Oh, yeah, because I'm second. We're doing the Serpentine oh, um, style. Okay. Da, na, 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 na. Um, I'm going to take, this is a personal pick because I just can't stand this All guy. picks are personal. It's a draft. That's, you're very right. Especially this type of draft. I'm taking Jonas Valanciunas because I can't stand Jonas Valanciunas. Another slick back hair guy, very greasy. And he's <laughs> Floppy just, he's, steak. he's just a chicken <laughs> spaghetti at Chickalini's. First of all, he's got a terrible hair. The guy has awful hair. We get, you're trying to hide your bald spot in the middle. It's very clear when they show the above camera angle. Anyway. Hang on. Let me look at this. Are you looking up his bald spot? Jonas Valanciunas. Higher. I had him on my list, but higher higher than I would spot. expect him to go. I hate his. It's so bad. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I, he's just obnoxious, man. Anyway, Beck, take your pick. How come his face is a hexagon? Back to me? Yeah, sorry, okay. Brandon. What's up? Yeah, so many I, have an, I have a wrapper on here. It is here. a hexagon. I am, I am very pleased. My The guy who I had first overall on my board that I passed on to get Dylan Brooks mm. is still there. Who is it? I can't believe he made it this far. Jimmy Butler. James Butler. It was low hanging fruit. Jimmy Butler. Uh, you can't effing win without me, Jimmy Butler. Uh, the Heat can't effing win against the Wolves with you. Were they? Are um, the Wolves five and over them since they? The only loss they have to the Heat in the last like three years was that game that Jimmy didn't play, <laughs> where all the backups played. Yeah. Um, uh, Jim. Just, uh, just absolutely like railroaded the franchise uh, for no other reason than he wasn't getting his way. Um, and so we're gonna go to my wraparound pick. Our first. Non-player selected, and uh, it's an easy choice for me, as Alan Horton would say. Oh, Ed Malloy! Our enemy, Ed Malloy. Great pick. Ed Malloy, another slicked back hair, sloppy steaks, looking into that review camera, telling us that Carl Anthony Towns should be kicked out of the game because he's his foot went slightly sideways when he shot a three-pointer. Meanwhile, I'm watching Jordan Clarkson out there jumping 40 feet every direction, slipping and falling, getting every call he wants. So uh, Ed Malloy, my third round pick. Ed Malloy kind of looks like if he fell wrong, he'd break in half. Ed Malloy, fuck that guy. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Transition out of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, my pick, I am going to take my first non-player. And this is an easy choice for me. I'm sure this is going to break Jolly's heart. I'm taking um, notable bitch, Taylor Jenkins. Oh, good Jesus He's the worst. He is. Confirmed. <laughs> and that's where we're going to leave that. Hey, yo, how come Emily has a massive mouth? <laughs> It does. That is a, not a proportion of <laughs> this dude's mouth game crazy. That guy, that guy legitimately smiles ear to ear. Bro, that mouth though goes <laughs> oh crazy. God. All right. Uh, Sorry, yo, Taylor Jenkins. What about him? That's it. Oh, you suck. I just took. Okay, him. cool. <laughs> My pick is Ed Malloy's mouth. <laughs> you can't. I get all of Ed Malloy with my pick. <laughs> He's an Ed Malloy purist. Mostly. Oh, well, I want to specifically. Okay. Cut. <laughs> Enough. Cut. Okay. Um, let me think about who I want. Um, so I have, I have, hang on. Fuck, I didn't write it down. Who do I have? 
don't know. Oh, I have John Morant and D'Angelo Russell's fingers. <laughs> you have D'Angelo Russell. No, I have only his soft little... If he's just yours, his fingers, you have to put it in the wild card because his fingers Fine. are out of person. That's true. D'Angelo Russell and I guess... You know what? I'll make that up later. I want to take a non-player. I want to take a wild card. This man is the bane of my existence. At least he was for a long time. It's Tom Thibodeau. It's Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> yeah. I hate this guy. He also railroaded the franchise. You know, Tom Thibodeau were those six cops from that one police department, and the Timberwolves were the one girl that fucked all the cops. Did you see that story? I did see that. They were running a train on this one female cop, and that's who Tom Thibodeau is. Ran a train on the Timberwolves with his that bad is- attitude <laughs> and his bad body odor. I can't believe it. Through a computer, through a window. Yeah, yeah great culture guy. Um, I couldn't stand him coaching. He was coaching like it was 2009, even though it was 2018, and it was just old basketball, and it made me mad. And then he was the GM, he made horrible moves, and he traded away his Levine, which is a bummer. And then he, we fucking did all this shit. He gave away terrible contracts. Also, talk about bad vibes. That guy's a bad vibe factory. He is. <laughs> like, just like everyone's sad. Remember the whole thing where, like, everybody, even the people that just worked in the office were like, this is the most depressing workplace of all time. Yeah. Like, yeah. he just yells all the time. Good job, Tibbs. Appreciate you. I hope <laughs> you have a okay day. In my second pick, oh my gosh. The foreigner, Tim Connolly. I fucking hate this guy. Rudy, we're fine. But what could I say about Tim Connolly? Can I take back my Tim Connolly pick? That's not inspiring me the way I thought it would. I take it back immediately. Okay. <laughs> Grab the card from Adam. I want to draft inside the NBA as my not as as uh as your wild is, card. Is that a wild card or a non-player? I think that's could a wild be, card. It could be either. You'd have to draft one of the guys, I think, from inside the It NBA. just says two non-players. It doesn't say that yeah. they're people. Yeah, that's true. You know, they're all they're people. just yeah. all wild cards. Yeah. yeah. So I'm taking inside the NBA. Wild card. They are just massive haters. I don't think they've ever watched a second of Timberwolves basketball. Shaq was very positive about the Wolves before the season because Shaq really likes big guys, and we got a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, I just, Barkley hates us, though. I just hate... The idiots. Man, fuck you. It makes me angry. Jolly living up to this guy who swears a little bit. Yeah, no, I'm just, sorry. My bad. My bad. Bar- Barkley hates Barkley wa- hates that Carl Anthony Towns so shoots threes. I was going to say. Which is hilarious because Barkley shot a ton of threes and was terrible at them. Yeah. So, like, oh, it's just like, I, I hate I just, the national media in general just has it off for the Timberwolves and inside the NBA is a big source of that for me. And it just makes me so sad. Um, Durf. I was just going to say, I did have uh, an adjacent on my big board. It was Charles Barkley when he tries to comment on the Wolves after watching three minutes of a Wolves game (laughs) all year long. That that was my potential He's still kind of on the board. Are the hosts of Inside the NBA still on the board? I think the hosts are still on the board. I wasn't going to. Because that's your your wild card, right? No, it's a a non-player. Then what's the difference between a non-player and a wild card? A wild card could be an entity. I took so you inside the NBA no, is an so entity. The way I interpreted this was three players and then two. It could be anything, and wild card is just like your bench player, like oh. any of it. Any oh, of them. So I interpret I interpreted it as no three stipulations. Players, two like coaches, executives, refs. Oh yeah, I had a Durf interpretation. Okay. okay. So. I guess I could use my wild card for this one because it. it, it's more in Brandon's definition. But um, my pick is going to be Gerson Rosas' affair with former VP of Communications Engagement, Brie Bauer. Oh, so just the whole just, just banging. The, just the, uh, that happening uh, because he had a, like he was a pretty solid uh, pobo <laughs> for, for some time. He made he some good, good moves. 
He made he some good picks. For, he traded a first round pick at Andrew Wiggins for D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, but he also made <laughs> at the time that was a slapper. He, he also hit on all of his draft picks. Huh. Um, <laughs> he drafted Sharon. Yeah, Culver. I know. But that one I don't. That <laughs> the only the only like real move that Gerson Rosas did that was like awesome, awesome was the Patrick Beverly trade. No, he he, he drafted Jaden McDaniels. Yeah, I yeah guess. like I, I, I'm and saying, Nas. I'm saying all of his. They they signed him. As all of his all of his picks. Still counts. All of his picks, and I'm including Nas Reed. Outs, outsider. Yeah, but that that was five minutes in his. He was literally hired like a week before that draft. I think I think that one and like the effort. Okay, I'll say this. He tried to make the oh. Darius Garland pick happen. And that I really a, wanted them to draft LeBron James in 03, but he just didn't fall past one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. Okay, so that, that did derail the organization a little bit. So let's let's recap. So I have John Rant and D'Lo and Tom Thibodeau and inside the NBA. You have Gerson Rosas frickin' and That's a villainy move. That's a villainy move. Yeah. Banging and, is inherently um villainistic. Yeah, but also outside of the marital, like not not oh, not open. That, it's not were, an open like, marriage. They were like making out at the United. Game. Yeah, he didn't even try to hide it. He's yeah, just like weird. Yeah, I guess dates. it's more on. It, yeah, so yeah. infidelity is on your team. Yeah, infidelity is on my team. All right. Well, it's back to me. I'm liking my my team so far, guys. I hate my team. I've got Dylan Brooks, <laughs> Jimmy Butler, and Ed Malloy, and I am uh, taking my last player. Um. You're shaking your head like you know who I'm going to take. I feel take. like uh, go ahead. I don't think you know who I'm going to take. I am taking Chris Paul. Yeah, uh, Jersey. He was, man. On, he was on my Jersey untucked man. Jersey Gate. Chris Paul, just the revisionist history in me says that like the Thunder and Wolves were like running parallel, and then untucked Jersey Gate happened, and the Wolves season spiraled out of control, and the Thunder went on to. Make the playoffs and play the Rockets in the first round. And mm -hmm. yeah, Chris Paul. And so it's back to me on the wraparound then. So I have a non-player and a wild card left. Wild and card. I'm going to take my second non-player here. Uh, shocked that this man has fallen as far as he's fallen. Who is it? David Kahn. Dang it. David that was my next pick. Kahn. David Kahn selecting every point guard except for Stephen Curry. Did <laughs> Steph not want to come here, though? Didn't he say, tell us that he didn't want to come here? Those I would story. much rather have Steph not want to come here than Johnny Flynn. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Flynn, 85th best player in Wolves history, according to the Wolves 285. <laughs> he's just, you know, David Kahn, just, did, I, I was going to put him on my list, but I was like, he's just not a villain enough. He just was a guy over his head. And as someone who's been over his head, he's I'm kind like, of an That's ass, me. too, though. Was he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got a lot of ass quotes. Yeah, but David Ass quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, but the memes, though. The memes, yeah, though. What they, what they could have been. All right. This is your six pick? <laughs> We're really closing up on two hours here. So, and we still no, got to do our We still got to do our We started late. Yeah, that's fine. Um, okay. Uh, this is a two part. Uh, now I lost sure. where it is. Um, I'm going to take uh, my final player. And it's Andrew frickin' Wiggins. Nice. I, want, I wanted Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, he was a because wild card be, because he is an all star when he plays us. For whatever reason, the dude can just ball Classic. against his old team because he's got it out for us. And, and he so looked sad. he looked Glenn Taylor in the eyes. He looked and he lied. What a liar! Liar. Um, okay. My I need to take one more player, and this is the only non wolf player I have left. Devin Booker, a former future wolf. I had him on mine too. Who is just 
so mean. <laughs> He's just a mean guy. I love watching him play, but he dunks on D'Angelo Russell, his friend, and then says, I ain't got no friends. He yells at the bench and says, we play team basketball. Don't get me wrong. I respect this immensely. But I get sad watching Devin Booker play the Wolves because I think about that could have been a wolf. He's friends with D'Lo and Cat. Who knows if they are anymore? But uh, And he, he cursed at friend of the pod Jordan Dye. And he called he called friend of the pod, future guest on the pod, Jordan Dye, a P. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. Ooh. He cursed at him. I can't believe it. So Devin, and, and then it went viral. Yeah. Good for you, Jordan. Shepherdgoods.com. Honestly, it, it is a great story. That was a great one. So I have the wraparound. I have... Just my wild card left. Hmm, wild card, I, bitches. Wild card. Wild card. What should I do? I have a couple good things here. I'm going to take knuckle push-ups as my wild card. Nice. That's a nice. good one. Um, this, that's the entity I was talking about. Knuckle push-ups. He's got fingers and knuckles yeah. on his team. So Kevin Love wanted out. He f- punched a wall, but they said it was knuckle push-ups. Oh, there's. I heard that he punched. He punched his buddy. He punched his buddy because he was banging. Kevin her. Love was sleeping with his friend's girlfriend or yeah. wife. Oh, his girlfriend. And when his friend confronted him about it, he punched him in the face and broke his hand. A lot of sex on our list. Yeah, a lot, a lot of infidelity. Kevin Love between. was banging his friend's girl. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Love was a dick. Yeah, not. I don't love hearing that. But he's been great for yeah, men's mental yeah. health. He's turned it. He's turned it around. Because now I see him. Like, hey, great, P- great PR team, bro. He was like, "You're smashing his friend's girl," but like, and then angrily punching his friend. It's literally, of it. it's literally insult to injury, In- injury to insult. <laughs> yeah, bro. I didn't know that. And they blamed it on knuckle push-ups. Yeah, I guess it would have so. apparently that was the best. It would have been much better if they had the full story fly because I'd have been like, "This is juicy." <laughs> I just, this is the first time I've ever heard it. I heard another story about how he broke his hand, but we can't say that one on the pod. <laughs> Joe Eisenminger, how are you? Uh, all right. <laughs> Izzy. Durf. Shout out, Izzy. All right, my final pick. Final this pick. This is an easy one, and it's the man that. The man who's hired all these guys and who looked Andrew Wiggins in the eyes. It's Glenn freaking Taylor. Only has to be in our lives for a short period of time because when is it next year? Are you going to kill him? Yeah, I'm going to take him out. No, it's. I don't think anyone needs to do that. Yeah, I think a strong wind at this point. He roasts uh, animals alive. Okay, so is it next year that he's officially like a he's minority? Still, I think he's, he's a minority, be a minority owner. Minority owner, but still. he's not. He's no longer the guy. Yeah. officially next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just the reason why we've been mediocre in mediocrity for the last ninety third, yeah, years. Yeah, forty years. Sad. This bit's kind of making me sad. <laughs> All right, take your last pick and let's All do right. our wow. My wild card pick is Joe. Da, na, 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 na. Who is it? It's Joe Smith and ah. everything related to Joe Smith. The under the radar deal, the under mm-hmm. the table deal, the losing of draft picks. You want to talk about things that derailed a franchise? We can talk about not having four first round picks during Ant's Prime, but we have Rudy Gobert because of that. We had no first round picks during Kevin Garnett's prime because we signed Joe Smith to a slightly below market contract and agreed to extend him afterwards. Bad trade. Uh, Wouldn't do it again. That really makes me sad. 
And I thought this bit would be a fun way to make fun of people and just kind of bum me out. So <laughs> we're literally picking like the, the people that have been worst for our organization over the yeah, years. Yeah, I thought we'd laugh, but I just kind of feel down. All right, so, fi- so final teams. Yes. I have Joel Embiid, Andrew Wiggins, Jonas Valanciunas, uh, Taylor Ooh. Jenkins, Gerson Rosas, and the aforementioned affair, and Glenn T. Rizzle Taylor. I have John Morant, D'Angelo Russell, specifically his hands, but all of them, but mostly his hands. Devin Booker, Tom Thibodeau, Inside the NBA, and Knuckle Push-Ups, Brandon. I have Dylan Brooks, Jimmy Butler, Chris Paul, Ed Malloy, David Kahn, and Joy, Joe Smith, and everything related to him. I think I lost. I think I'm going to win. I, I think, think you're going to win got, well. I think I got in the middle, but I think we had a little, we had some sneaky picks. Having well, Jimmy Butler and Ed Malloy is like a get is like just a free ticket to win. I think. Yeah. He's, just, he's just pandering to the... So eventually, I'll put this on Twitter or Brandon. It might be like four days after the episode <laughs> comes out. But at No Pants Crunch, keep an eye out for that poll because you got to vote on it because democracy dies in darkness. And with that, it's time for Random Wolf of the Week. Arwow. Guess that wolf. <laughs> What's the official name of this? It's Arwow. It's, it's Arwow, but then we always say guess, guess the wolf, that wolf. Because that's what it is in the, in the agenda. It's time cool. for... Random wolf of the week. Okay, let's freaking do it. Uh, All right, Durf, you're the random wolfer. All right, you guys get one collective guess. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be. Uh, do you have an idea who it's gonna be? Um, I think it's gonna be uh, Shabazz Muhammad. I couldn't disagree more with that. I don't want to guess it. All right, it is not Shabazz Muhammad. Muhammad. Um. All right, starting out with clue number one. Number one. Drafted by the Bucks, <gasps> this former Wolf spent 11 seasons in the NBA. Drafted by the Bucks. Um Terry Porter. <laughs> Terry Porter. It is not Terry Porter. This is giving this is giving me like late 2000s early 2010s vibes. Uh Clue number two. Mm. Aside from the Timberwolves, he spent time with the Bucks, Kings, and Hawks. This guy's right on the tip of my tongue, and it's really pissing me off because there's been there's been a couple bucks to wolves. We're like, oh, bucks, cool, bucks, kings, and hawks. I think we got him from the hawks. It's not Alan Crabb. He played for the Blazers, and he didn't play eleven seasons in it's the not, NBA. Um, I feel like it's how many players do we have named Brandon, Brandon Roy, Brandon Rush. We've done both of those yeah. <laughs> recently. <laughs> We've done a lot of Brandons. The Milwaukee the thing is raising a flag. Um, I'm going to guess. No, we are going to guess. Let's just do Alan Crabb. Well, it's not Alan Crabb. Um, I'm oh, going to guess right. Jeff Teague. <gasps> it is well, it's not, already been Jeff Teague. It is yeah, not but, Jeff Teague. But he played for the Bucks and the, and the Hawks yeah, and yeah. the Wolves. Yeah, it was a, it was a good... Good guess. That's what I was thinking. Shit, it's not Jeff Teague. Clue number three. We did Jeff Teague? Sorry, number three. Clue number three. He was born and raised in Lake City, Minnesota. Minnesota guy. We never had Nate Walters, and he didn't play 11 seasons in the NBA. What city was he in? I just forgot. Lake City. Lake City? It's uh, it's, uh, it's close to the border. It's on the way to Winona. Yeah. It's not that close, but yeah. um, Did... Rick Rickert suit up for the term. Is that all? It doesn't no. count. Bucks and he's local. It's a local guy. I have actually no names coming to me. So Brandon, this is all you. Yeah, I don't have it. I'm stumped on this one now too. Um, 
we've never had Mike Muscala. God, I would love it. Friends he, with my brother-in-law. Yeah, he's Roseville. Yeah. We should um, get him on the pod. I don't know why I'm helping you. How is that? I guess helping yeah. us. <laughs> I, for, I forgot. He's not a bit on the team. Um, Let's get, I might mean, have my brother-in-law on the pod. Trenton Hassel. Well, he's not from Minnesota, you silly goose. I don't think you guys are going to get it based on that clue. Okay. Um, clue number four. He was number one, four. He was one of two wolves on the roster at that time that played for the University of Minnesota. Oh, boysers. A U of M person. That This makes me wish that I cared about college hoops. Was it? So it wasn't Rick. Oh, um, um, um. The guy, his son went to Bethel with us. His son went to Bethel with us? Who's the guy? Randy Brewer. Is it Randy Brewer? It's Randy Brewer. No, what? Yeah. So Randy Brewer? The clue number five was his son played against us in Irmiro's <laughs> at Bethel. Yeah. Uh, Chris Brewer. He was on, I think he maybe played with Jadai. He was two, one or two years older than us. Um, he played. He played at Bethel. Oh wow! Like freshman year, or whatever I was in the wrong era for sure. Yeah, he was. He was, he was nineteen eighty nine <laughs> to ninety two. Who was the wow. guy that he played with? Uh, I was just trying to look it up. He it was the ninety. I think nineteen ninety season. Me nineteen ninety Wolves. He, he played with. He draft. He was drafted in nineteen eighty three, and his career ended in ninety four. He had a good career. Oh, it was Richard Coffey. Oh, good old Dick Coffey. Yep. <laughs> Which also I did not realize that he. He might, maybe he didn't play, but he was on the Wolves roster. Yeah, he wasn't very good. Yeah. Well, this thus concludes a long episode of Crunch Wears No Pants. I think it's about the same length as last week. Yes. Maybe it I, is. I really thought I was going to get you guys with that one. I mean, the fifth clue would have given it away. Yeah. Good, good pick. Um, if you listen this far on the podcast, please make sure you give us a five star rating or a one. But if it's a one, you have to. It has to be a scathing review. You can't just say one and walk away. Yeah, you really have to dig into yeah. us personally. Yeah. So please do that. Hopefully a five, but if you're in, you know, if it's gonna be less, make it spicy and uh, follow us on social media at No Pants Crunch. Please, please, please drive safe on those icy, icy roads. See you later. And if icy, nobody's told you today, roads. we love you dearly. So much. That was nice. Bye. Bye.